Welcome to the Rock Hill Dream Center Church, where we have a vision to see communities transformed by the gospel as we love, serve, share, and send. Thank you for joining us. One, two, one, two, three. Well, good morning, everyone. I'm glad that you're here today, and we're going into our third week of Romans. And um, today we're going to be touching base with Romans 11 and Romans 12. Um, I do not want to spend a lot of time bringing the word today because we have a very, very special guest in the house today. We have Leslie Starnes, and um, I'll introduce her to you here shortly. Um, but right now, I want to just go ahead and ask God to, um, to teach us today, teach us through his word, teach us um, what he wants us to grow in today. So will you join me in praying to him today that his word would touch our hearts? Lord God, we just ask right now that you fill us up with your Holy Spirit, Spirit, move that any word that was spoken, anything that is said would be from you. If it's not from you, Lord God, bind my tongue, bind my mouth. Lord, that your word will go out and it will not return void, Lord. God, we ask that this, um, this word grow us deeper in love with you and deeper in love with each other and deeper in love with this broken world, that we may be a light that would shine into the darkest of places. And it would be you, Father God, that would shine through us. Anything we do is not any good, but all that you do through us is worthy. We love you, Father, and we thank you for this. In Christ's name we pray. And the church said amen. So, hey, um, so there's two sections in Romans 11. It's God's mercy on Israel. And there's God's mercy is for everyone. God's mercy on Israel is basically that we all know that, that God, that Israel is God's chosen people. But we also know that much of the Jewish people, much of Israel was um, not accepting of Jesus Christ being the Messiah, the Lord and the Savior. So we have to understand, though, that this piece of passage in Scripture is building up. It's talking about God's mercy is for Israel. Just because Israel has turned its back on God there, that doesn't change the fact that these people are still God's chosen people. And it's good for us as the Gentiles. We talk about that we're the Gentiles. We weren't the chosen people, but God's salvation is for us. And that salvation is even to let the Israelites, the Jewish people, see us and say, wow, he's given that salvation for the Gentile people and within hopes that they would come into relationship with him through Jesus Christ. So down at Romans 11, 33, 36, let's read this and then we'll get right into our message. But in Romans 11, 33, it says, oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible is it, it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways? For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? And who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back? For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. Remember, that's a big one. 
for his glory. We have to continue to remind us ourselves everything that we do is for his glory. And it finishes up, it says, all glory to him forever. Amen. So the first point in that is that his ways is higher than ours. His thoughts are deeper than ours. God has a plan, and many times we won't understand his plan, but his ways are higher than ours. And it says in Scripture right here that everything is intended for his glory. If we take our eyes off of that, we will miss the mark. Everything that we get to do here, every part of of ministry that we get to participate in here, all of it is pointed back to God for his glory, not for our glory, not for the Dream Center's glory, not for any name of a church. Everything is about God and is for God. It starts with God. It ends with God. It is for his glory. And Jesus makes that possible. So remember that as we even go through this message. And what does that mean for us as followers of Jesus Christ? Well, I'm glad you asked because we also know that we've been talking about as you're reading the book of Romans that you can't just read one chapter and necessarily think that you have the context of, of what God's trying to teach because many times it'll be one chapter then you'll flip over to the next one and you'll get the full message of what God is wanting to say. So what does it mean for us as followers of Jesus Christ? So Romans 12, 1 through 3. In the very first couple of words, it says, and so. So that tells you that there is context in, in chapter 11 that we need to carry over to understand Romans chapter 12. And we're going to read the first three verses of 12, 1 and 3. And it says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you. Paul was pleading He was crying out, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So what does a living sacrifice look like for you? What does that look like for you? Because I believe that each one of us could read that and then we talk about let ourselves be a living and holy sacrifice to God. And and if you'd ask 10 people, you could get 10 different thoughts and ideas about that. But what does a living sacrifice look like for you? What kind is the kind that is acceptable to God? Well, it makes me think about the great commandment that we are to love God and love others. So if we were going to be a a sacrifice that is acceptable to God, it would have to be centered around love, that our heart would have to be doing anything out of the love that God has poured into us, that as we love God and as he is pouring into us, that we ultimately love others. And as we serve people, we're serving them out of love. We love people. We serve people. We share with people. And ultimately, we send people for the glory of God and the growth of his kingdom So we understand that a living sacrifice that God wants to see is a loving sacrifice. That everything that we give, we give out of love. That's why we have to be really careful 
Whether we're giving monetarily, whether we're giving of our time, whether we are serving here or serving there, you have to be careful. If you're doing this and your heart is getting really bitter and you're just kicking the sand and you're like, those people need me or I'm just going to go ahead and throw this money in this plate so that they'll be able to do what they can do, but you're not doing it out of love, it's when you got to back up and spend some time with the Lord through prayer and through quiet time, asking him to soften your heart so that the love that he pours into you may be poured out. So ask yourselves, the way I'm living day to day, am I truly worshiping God? Does my day to day life worshiping God and bringing him glory? That's a personal question. That's one you're going to have to go to God and talk to him on your own behalf. Because I believe that if you're a Christian and the Spirit of God lives in you, it will speak to you, either convicting you or building you up on what you're doing. But he will let you know if you're living your life to glorify and to worship him. In verse 2, it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Good and pleasing and perfect. But what determines how we think? There's many things in this world that can control how we think. Just quickly, I could think of a couple, and, and we know that the television is a way that, that, that media can really dictate how a whole nation of people think. Half of the people think the other half of the people are wrong. And people are looking at each other versus looking at the one that we're to be bringing glory to. So we have to understand, we've got to be careful what we let come into our minds, because what we start thinking in our mind trickles down to our hearts. And what's in our hearts ends up what comes out of us. And God said that a person is not defiled by what goes in them. That's what Jesus said. You remember that story? But we are defiled by what comes out of us. And our heart is a picture of what and how we think. So what determines how we think? You think about that. Is it Facebook? Is it Snapchat? Is it Twitter? Is it, is it, is it a, 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 maybe a, a group of friends that's not very positive or a negative kind of group of people? Is, is it different kind of television shows? But there's something that can start you thinking like the world. And, and, and it's up to you to search your heart and identify what it is that could get you to stinking thinking, as I would like to say. Because it's really easy, amen, for us to start thinking and it be a little bit stinky. So we must not copy the customs of this world, but the commands of our Father. Again, we're to love Him and love others. And I'm here to tell you today that if we don't fall deep in love with God, we are not going to be able to love other people because other people can be hard to love. I know I can be hard to love sometimes. And if we do not have that agape type love being poured into us by the Spirit of God, that we will not be able to give it out. We might can love someone for a day or two, 
Hey, some of you that's really good might be able to love them for a few months. But without the Spirit of God pouring into you, it's just a matter of time before you mess that all up. So we have to love out of, a, out of agape type love that God's pouring into us. Not out of our strength, but out of God's strength. That's the only way that we will be able to love that way. In verse 3, it says, Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Uh-oh. So Paul's done changed it up a little bit. We're getting a warning now. Well, the people there are getting a warning. I think it can kind of stand for us as well. It says, don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given you. The faith God has given us. Life, he's given us a faith. Through a faith in Jesus Christ, we know that we will have eternal life. We know where our salvation will be. We can run our race here on this earth because our eyes are not here on this earth. It is where we will be for eternity so that we can have our faith that God has given us that we will have eternal life. Another thing that God gives us as we have a faith in him through Jesus Christ is that he gives us peace. He didn't promise us that we still wouldn't face different trials and different sicknesses and, and things breaking away from us and marriages continuing to hurt and relationships being broken. But he did promise us that he could give us a peace in the midst of these valleys and a faith of hope. Not a hope of the world, but a hope of who God is and how much he loves us and how he sent his son Jesus to rescue us. And now you have a rescue story. That you have come to an understanding that God's love for you has adopted you into his family. And you have that hope to know where you are at once hopeless. Now you are full of hope. And the world sees that. This world sees the hope that lives in you. So how are we loving God and how are we loving our neighbors? I'm glad that, that you asked that. I hope that, that you, you heard that. Because that question segues into you getting to meet one of the friends, one of our friends of the Rock Hill Dream Center Church. And her name is Leslie Starnes, and she is the executive director of Family Promise. And right now, we're going to finish up the last 10, 15 minutes of this message with Leslie and I. I'm going to let her share a little bit of what God has her doing and her team doing at Family Promise and how we at this church are going to partner together with her and with Family Promise and with the Spirit of God in Family Promise to bring Him glory. Remember, it's all about bringing God glory. It's all about bringing God glory and not us. So let's take the next few minutes and meet Leslie. Leslie, won't you come on up here? So All go right. Ahead. Go ahead. So first, thank y'all for having me here this morning. Um, I might be a little rusty. Just got back from vacation yesterday, woo, woo. so didn't really get a chance to put anything formal together. But we're gonna get through this. <laughs> we wouldn't know what to do with formal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so for those of you that don't know about Family Promise, Family Promise is a homeless shelter for families with or without children. 
Um, so it is our goal to keep families together when they are going through a period of being homeless. Um, these families that we work with are just like your families and my family and Pastor Paul's families, um, except that they've just had some kind of a struggle that has happened that has caused them to lose their home. Um, maybe a child got sick and a parent couldn't go to work and it caused them not to be able to pay their rent. Um, with COVID, we've seen a lot of families um, that unfortunately were not able to do as well as others with um, getting through that struggle um, of making it through the pandemic. Um, and so our vision is to keep these families together. Um, we do not feel that families should be broken up just because they're struggling at the moment or don't have housing. Um, so Family Promise, um, we bring these families in and we walk alongside them as they get their lives back together. Um, some of them it takes a little bit longer. Some of them have more struggles than others. Um, but it is our goal to stay with them and help them become self-sufficient and independent again and get them into their own housing. Um, and so we are pleased to work alongside churches such as yours and wonderful congregations that are willing to offer our families hospitality in the evenings through providing evening meals and shelter to these families. And then during the day, they are at our day center where we're able to work with them more one-on-one -on, -one on finding employment, improving whatever it is that they need to improve upon to be able to get back into their own homes. So we work with them on their budgets. Um, we work with them on getting the kids situated. Maybe they need to be enrolled in school. Um, maybe there's some medical treatment that's needed that has been neglected because they've been staying in cars or um, unfortunately some of them have spent times even outside of cars in the woods maybe or in a hotel setting. Um, so we try to make them comfortable and then work alongside our churches with them to help them get back into their own housing. Yeah. A question, Leslie, and I didn't ask you to put these numbers together, so you might just have to speak generally, okay. but I know that you'll know the answer to this generally. And if you don't, just act like you do. Okay. So, <laughs> we'll make some um, up. <laughs> so, and I can't remember the numbers since I, you'd hear them at the catch meetings. What are the, um, the, what are they thinking the numbers of people that are considered homeless in York County? Well, it depends on your definition of homelessness. Anyone that's having to sleep <laughs> on a, a family member's couch. Yes, yeah, we always um, so our school district on any given day will tell you that there are about six to eight hundred children in our school district of Rock Hill um, that are considered homeless by the schools. Six to eight hundred. Six to eight hundred children. And that can be families that are doubled up in homes, which um, can be considered homeless. Families that might be in hotels. Mm -hmm. Some of them are actually on the streets and yeah. have no place to go. So the average salary of the families that we're working with is probably about how much per hour? Probably about 10 to $12 an hour now, now that salaries are up a little bit. Um, and when you think that the average two bedroom rental in Rock Hill is somewhere around about 1,500, um, and a lot of our families need more than two bedrooms, you're talking about three or four bedrooms, and those can be anywhere from 1,700 to 2,000. And most landlords are wanting to see that you're able to make um, three times what the rent is. So if the rent's seventeen hundred, what three times that? I'm not very good at yeah, math. Yeah, well, seventeen hundred. So you're looking about, at fifty-one hundred dollars. Yeah, 
exactly. So, so, so could you see how we could easily be in this pandemic that we're in? And this, this is only going to get worse, church. Yes. And, and the reason I'm pushing this so hard, because this little church here, every time that we do something, there's two or three or four churches of five, six, seven, eight hundred that follow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They'll be like Dream Center doing it, and we're not. Get them in here. We're going to figure this out. <laughs> so God uses us to set the bar. And, and that's good. That's where we're at. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand the math does not add up sometimes. Right. And, and the reason we got excited as elders to partner with Family Promises is because they're doing budgeting. They're doing job placement. They're doing getting driver's license. Every family that comes in here is going to have drug screening. So that yes. if they don't pass a drug test, they won't be in our building being housed here. But on July the 26th, we're going to have three or four families. June the 26th. Oh, excuse me, June. Yeah, they're, they're here. We're good. Next Sunday. Next Sunday. <laughs> yeah, next, well, June the 26th of next week, we're going to have how many families? So right now, as I said, I was on vacation. We had a family leave while I was on vacation, so I haven't been here to replace that family yet. So we're hoping that y'all will have anywhere from two to three families here next Sunday. So maybe about eight to ten people um, at the most. Um, and so all we're asking is that y'all just show them hospitality. Y'all will be taking some of the rooms here at the church and putting air mattresses in them. Um, and so each family will have their own separate quarters. And then I hear y'all have a couple that's going to stay with them at night. Mm -hmm. um, the church will be asking for some of you to serve a meal. Um, these meals are simple meals. Um, please don't think you have to do anything extravagant. Um, they just want the same things that you might cook for your family at night. Um, and then all you've got to do is just show them love while they're here. So can we can we play games with the kids oh, out in the front course, yard? Of course, of course. And we can kind of fellowship and have them yes. watch a movie on Friday night or oh, something together. Oh yeah, they love that. And we can do fun stuff like that. That's cool. You can do huh? anything you want to. Um, the biggest thing know. is we don't want to isolate these families and make right. them feel like a project. Amen. Exactly. Um, we also ask that you don't ask too many personal questions about what caused them to become homeless. A lot of them might share that with you anyway um, a little some of them are more open about their situation some of them are going to be more reserved um, some of them may come here with a chip on their shoulder and please don't take that personal um, if you think about it they have a lot of stressors in their lives right now mm -hmm. um, they are going through a lot of different emotions some of them are going to be depressed some of them are going to appear like wow this isn't affecting them at all um, the children, though, they just love when people dote on them and want to play with them, go outside, play kickball or something. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, some okay, it's okay if we, yeah. we ask these families to pitch in and help serve and help wash oh, dishes. exactly. It, it empowers them and it makes them mm -hmm. not feel like a project right. if you let them be a part of what the night. It, nobody should say, well, there's the Family Promise family and there's the Dream Center Church. It should look like one collective group of people exactly. eating together, loving God together. And, and some of these men and women may not be Christians, but they could see Jesus in us and how we bring them into That's our family. Right. Is, that, yes. is that a good assumption? It is. And also, some of them may eat dinner and they might just go to their bedrooms and you will never see them again for the rest of the night. And don't be offended by that either. Some yeah. of these parents work very long days. 
Um, the children, now it's summertime, so they're all in summer programs and going to after school programs, and they're quite busy during the day. So sometimes when they come over here, they may just want to go in their room and relax and go straight to bed after dinner. Um, but just don't be offended by that as well because um, they mean well, yeah. and we know that y'all mean well as well. Leslie, so. is it okay if our congregation wanted to we had some cards and they just wanted to write a letter of love and encouragement and leave it in their rooms on their pillows with some mint. oh yes so it's okay yes. if we have people mm -hmm. who want to write some cards and and just yes you know, we don't want people giving people money okay or exactly. gift cards or anything like that but you can give a a, a word of encouragement that mm -hmm. you're praying for them that you love them and you 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 want them to come and worship with us and be a part of our family if they so desire and god leads them but we can leave cards of encouragement of in our in their rooms mm -hmm. Okay. The so. only thing we ask is that you not single out one family and do for one family what you don't do for another. Um, so exactly, they start um, feeling like, wow, well, why did that family get such and such? I gave one neighbor a watermelon, <laughs> then I got in trouble with five other families. <laughs> That's why right. are you taking them a watermelon? Because they talk and That's they right. get they hurt. Do. So you got had to get five mm -hmm. watermelons. And also, if they ever come to you and ask for favors, if you're here volunteering, if they're telling you, man, I really need a pair of new shoes or something like that, always refer them back to myself or our, our um, case manager that works with them on a closer basis than sometimes I do. And just refer them back to us. Say, well, I know that's something that Family Promise helps you with. You need to speak with Leslie or Lori um, and let them know about your need, and I know they'll take care of it. Um, and then we are always available 24 7 so when you're here volunteering if something happens and you don't know how to handle it they'll have my number somewhere posted here in the church or somewhere readily available or you can contact paul he knows it um and then we will talk you through it when in um, doubt give leslie a shout that's right that's um, we'll come out here if we need to i can be here i think this morning it took me less than 15 minutes to be here so Amen. if something's happening let me know but usually, I don't anticipate y'all having any problems with these families. They um, are just happy to have a place to stay, and it's warm, or now it's cold. <laughs> yeah. It's warm outside, but it's cool in here. Um, so they are just happy um, to have a place to be with their kids. Yeah. Um, and you can just do so much just by being here and just um, you know walking alongside them and letting them see that people care about them. Yeah. Um, how can we pray or, or, or be a part? I know we have our role here, but how can we pray for, for the family promise? How many staff members do y'all have? I'm the only full-time staff member. Uh -oh. And then we have two part-time staff members, our case manager who is part-time that works very closely with the families on their goals. And then we have a part-time worker, Cindy, who does all of our donations and handles our volunteers inside of our day center. Okay. So you can speak with um, Leslie afterwards if you want to. The main thing is that we wanted to let our church know that on the 26th, there'll be families housed here. So let me just show you how God's kind of showing up on some of this, because I have been accused of not communicating well before, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> But on, so here's, here's the thing. So we have a youth group that generally meets um, when we have youth after here on Sundays. But Steve Gamble and, and, and his family have said, hey, we'll take Sunday night. 
So That's not good. only will he come over, but he'll have four, five, or six youth that'll come, and they'll 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 eat together, play together, have friends together. And anybody wants to be a part of the youth games can come be a part of the youth games, and so they'll have that. So Monday night, I think it's Garrett Bowman's group. If you're in Garrett's group and he hadn't asked you, he's going to be. Um, Tuesday night's a night off. Y'all are somewhere else training on Tuesday nights. Wednesday night's John Perkins' life group is his only um, life group there. Um, Thursday is, um, I thought it was for Thursday, but it's not. But I think we have a family that's already coming into there. Then Friday night was the Crosby group and Saturday night was Stephen Loney's group. That don't mean if you didn't hear it and you want to be a part of this, jump in with one of these groups. We just wanted to make sure there was a leader or facilitator at those groups. And we would love for you to come be a part of that. This is going to happen about every 10 weeks, about every two every and a half months. Every 10 weeks. Um, so every two and a half months, we get a week. churches in, your time frame will expand. So there's 13 churches participating in this program right now? Yes, so in different ways. Some of them are still getting over COVID and making restrict, or, you know, lessening their restrictions at their churches and um, coming back in as a group to yeah. congregate instead of doing Zoom. So. I know Tyler Neal is the, the liaison that went to the train. He came back and reported stuff, and Tyler's going to probably – he's now working at, at Mood, and his, so his schedule's really busy. But at the same time, I'm sure he'll want to be helping as much as he can to try to get people in the right place. The one thing I did here in the training and, is that if you hadn't been vaccinated, they do want you to wear a mask. So, but, but you know how we kind of have well, our mask on. Yeah. So, so don't, really, don't when you hear that, don't it's be going, okay, I'm not doing it, I ain't wearing a mask. Um, we're being very diligent in watching our families and monitoring for symptoms. Um, so if any of our families get COVID um, that are in the shelter, we will be secluding them away from your church yeah. and letting Well, you can notice um, our church loves um, masks. Look at them. Yeah, they're all so masked up. <laughs> <laughs> but so, no, if you're so, not vaccinated, um, you know, right now there are no requirements as far as your county goes. So do what you feel comfortable. There you go. Um, if you're comfortable being without a mask, we're fine with that too um, because of it yeah. lessening. I think at the time we had Common that training. Common sense kind of thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but we will be taking precautions to make sure that we're not sending anyone to you that we knowingly um, know have symptoms yeah. um, and we will be putting them up in other arrangements until for whatever CDC now says you have to do. Yeah. It changes, it seems like weekly. So. Leslie, we have five minutes left. Yes. Is there anything on your mind that you said, well, Paul kept talking, I couldn't say this and it needed to be said. <laughs> um, is there anything that you need to, to give us encouragement or structure? Or I just thank y'all so much. Um, Family Promise wouldn't be what it was without our um, congregations. Um, you know, we are a very small nonprofit. Some of y'all may have never even heard of us. And we've been in Rock Hill for 22 years, and we're like the best kept secret. We <laughs> like Rock <them>. Hill. <laughs> yeah. We like so, um, you know, but there's such a need here in York County. Um, and it's just great to see congregations, even small congregations like yours, that are willing to come and help us um, to be able to help these families. Um, one thing that a lot of people don't recognize is that other than the Salvation Army, we're the only shelter that will keep a father with their family when they're homeless instead of separating them. We're also, other than Salvation Army, the only one that will keep teenage boys with their families. Mm, yeah, um, so a lot of find. the shelters will separate the boys from their moms or their dads, yeah. and we don't. I got a call this week. My mom that works at Bojangles, works 50 hours a week, 
has a 14 or 15 year old boy and can't find a home to live in, staying in a hotel, spending $80 a night trying to figure out how to make it work. And the need is great. We yeah. always have a call, what we call a callback list. We don't like to call it a wait list because that implies you've got a number and you're in line. Um, but we call it our callback list. And these families, um, one thing he did mention, we do drug screens. We also do background screens on these families. So you'll always feel safe when you're around them. And we do that for our volunteers um, so that we know who we're sending you. We're not sending you somebody into your church to spend the night that's going to, in the middle of the night, get up and plunder around and hurt somebody or um, hurt one of the other children. Now that is not to say you will not have people in here that have a history. Um, because we are not screening them to say, oh, well, I'm not going to help you. Because Everybody's got a history, right? <laughs> Exactly. All of us have a history. What we are looking for is safety concerns. So we can't have individuals in our program that have ever been accused of a sexual crime or been convicted of a sexual crime because that would put all the children in the program in danger. Yeah. We can't have someone that has had crimes against children. Maybe they've been abusive to children. Um, so we are screening for those type of things. We are not looking to say, oh, you know, Johnny had a drug charge 10 years ago, and now he can't. He's unworthy of help. Right. Um, but we are looking for safety concerns to make sure that you all are safe, as well as the other families in the program Amen. are safe at the same time. So the last minute, is there any questions out here that y'all have for Leslie? Phil, I knew you'd have a question. <laughs> yeah, I got a question. Do the families know each other? Not when they come into the program, but our families get to know each other very quickly. So all our, well, that's one thing we didn't talk about. Our census is four families or 14 individuals, and it is the same four families every night. It's not like different nights of the week. There Throughout might be the different week they people. Get to know each other. And they're in our program for anywhere from 90 to 120 days. So they do get to know each other very well. Um, and that is something sometimes there might be, just like within our own families, there might be a little, um, you know, disagreement amongst the families. If that ever happens, you know, ask them to step outside and um, take it out, you know, away from everybody else. Or if it's really bad, you can call me and I'll come out here and handle them. But they do get to know each other very well. Um, and 99% of the time, they're getting along. <laughs> yeah. Any other questions? Okay, Barbara. It isn't for Jesus because Paul wouldn't have been able to do it without Jesus. <laughs> hey, Barbara, but you and Willie are not now. You're in a home. That's and you're right. part of this church. Now it's time for you to come and love and be able to give back to a family who's maybe still there. Um, that will be a question that we need to give to um, one of the elders. Don Perkins, I think, is the go-to guy that's been looking into that, as well as um, you have Richard Gay, myself, um, Garrett. So if, if we do have some things, because I do know some things were donated. Tyler Neal had some stuff being donated. Um, so we want to make sure that we just don't get a pile of things 
Um, so we, we, we want to make sure everything we have we can put in totes and put in a place so when it next time happens. But that's a great question. Barbara, please follow up with one of the, the, the elders, and we, we will talk with you and keep you in, in tune with that. Any other questions? Can we just um, maybe where you're at, just lay your hands out in the air. Let's pray over Leslie and Family Promise today because um, I think these kind of ministries are absolutely vital. Why do I think they're vital? Because they're very structured, doing a very good work. And then people that we love and we can walk with and teach the word with, we can refer them to a place that can get them safe and have them in a place to be off the streets. It's kind of tough on me as a pastor to get a phone call and not have a, an, an answer. And I end up trying to play Jesus in them things, and I usually hurt things more than I help. <laughs> you know, so um, can we just pray over Leslie and family promise together? I'll, I'll lead us in prayer. Father, we thank you for your love and your grace. We thank you for Leslie, and we thank you for her team. We pray, God, Lord, that you would continue to show them favor. God, we pray that you would be in front and leading them and guiding them and directing them in your will and your purposes, Lord God. And, Father God, we pray for, I know, 70-something churches in the in the um York County Baptist Association. Lord God, may, may the churches, I know there's churches doing a lot of great work in this county, um, but Lord, there's some churches that might, this might be something you've called them to be a part of as well. And if that's, if that's the case, Lord, would you um, empower them, encourage them, put people in their lives to help them um, get into this game and get into this some um, part of the arena. So Lord, we just ask that your will would be done throughout the church of um, not only um, the county, the state, this nation, but the world. Lord, your will be done, Lord, that we would be able to love you and to love our, love our neighbors, Lord. And God, when we're in a place where we don't feel like we have any love to give, Lord, let us just surrender to you. Let us just fall into your arms that you may be able to pour into us so that we could pour into others, Lord. So God, be with Leslie as she leads. Give her wisdom and discernment. Be with these families. Prepare their hearts even before they walk into this building. May they see you and not us, Lord. That is my prayer for us as a congregation, that we may not be seen, but they would see you, Father God, and they would surrender to Jesus, and he would become the Lord of their life in every way and every manner, and that, that men and women would go from dark to light. And God, that you would be raising up leaders out of these families, God, to lead their families well, to lead their communities well, and to even lead in the church well, Lord. God, we want to say we love you. We thank you for this opportunity. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 So we got no more worship. We good. We want to have, hope y'all have a happy, happy, happy Father's Day. A happy day all together. Um, look. If you're a young person out here today and you're having to do things that you don't generally have to do because of a dad's day or a mother's day, just embrace it. Just embrace it because this time goes so fast that little ones grow up and before you know it, you'll have little ones. And there's an old song about the cat in the cradle and, 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 the, and, the, and the dad never had time for the kids and then the kids are grown up and they never have time for the dad. So let's just break those chains and let's just take that time and sacrifices and make time for one another and to love one another and to let God get all the glory. Amen. Thank you, Leslie, for being here.